Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Discipleship.ca. My name is Teresa, and with me today is... Steve. Thanks for joining us as we have another discussion with the hope, prayer, and goal of encouraging you in your daily walk of faith and journey towards Christlikeness as we explore scripture, faith, and the Christian life, as well as talking about what Jesus is teaching us on our journeys of faith. Today we are in Psalm 53. I thought that we had done this already, but we have not. <laughs> so we're going to do it today. Yeah, after you do 50 yeah. some odd psalms week after week after week, you start to lose track of where you are. Yeah, they kind of blend together. Good thing we put a little check mark. You know, Teresa has a whole like, yeah, I book. Yeah, I keep track. So, um, this one is nice and I wouldn't say sweet, but it is shorter. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good reminder for us. Steve, why don't you go ahead and read it for us? The fool says in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt, doing an abominable iniquity. There is none who does good. God looks down from heaven on the children of man to see if there are any who understand, who seek after God. They have fallen away. Together they have become corrupt. There is none who does good, not even one. Have those who worked evil no knowledge, who eat up my people as they eat bread, and do not call upon God? There they are, in terror, where there is no terror. For God scatters the bones of him who encamps against you. You put them to shame, for God has rejected them. Oh, that salvation for Israel would come out of Zion, when God restores the fortunes of his people. Let Jacob rejoice. Let Israel be glad. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So all are sinners. No one does good. <laughs> I find it yeah. funny that this is, these are songs a lot of times that they sing. Like, we definitely don't sing these types of songs today. Yeah, we, we don't, but we should, because we do actually need to be reminded mm-hmm. that that reminder we are not that without good. Jesus, there is yeah. nothing good yeah. in us. There is <laughs> yeah. no, none good. No, no, not one. No, we've all fallen short of the glory of God. That's right. Psalm 53, verse 1. So he's telling us the fool. David is saying who the fool is and what he does. So the fool says in his heart, there is no God. The fool does corrupt things. Yeah. Ab- abominable iniquity. <laughs> ab- like horrible yeah. sins. Yes. There is none who do good. So he's just laying out for who who the fool is here. Yeah, and that actually is a that's a big theological thing, right? If right. you go back yes. and look through the Proverbs and the Psalms mm-hmm. and figure out that the the fool versus the wisdom is yeah. is a big it's a big deal for the people of Israel. Right. Well and here the Hebrew word it talks to the moral of the fool, not the intellect of the fool. So it's yeah. the Hebrew word. I don't know if I'm saying navel, right? But it, it's aggressive perversity here. So it's not about those who couldn't figure out who God is or who don't want to understand God. It's about those who reject God, Yeah. right? Just yeah, reject yeah. him. So then verse 2 goes on. It says, God looks down from heaven on the children of man to see if there are any who understand, who seek after God. Mm. So I love this, right? God looks down from heaven. He has a purpose, but one thing is clear. Man is denying God. Yeah. Man has forgotten God, but God has not forgotten about man. Yeah. Right? And he's looking for those who understand him and seek after him because we all seek something. Yeah, yeah. Right? What do you seek? Yeah. Is it God? What do you seek? Where, what do you, your interests are? What are those things that you can't live without? Like, those are, these are questions that we should be asking ourselves. Do we seek God? Yeah. And there's a bit of bit of a like, uh, by and large, society tries to ignore yeah, God yeah, or 100%. deny that there right. is a God, or you know, so God is looking down, going, 
like I created these people. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And I find going back to verse one, the interesting concept here where it says in his heart, right? The fool in his heart says there is no God. So it's possible here to believe intellectually that there could be a God, yeah. but because you don't believe it in your heart, your actions, your very life, you live as if there is yeah. none. Well, and right? I mean, that's the uncomfortable thing about science. Even if you want mm. to say, you know, in the con- concept of how the world began, right. scientists will actually, a great many of them, will agree that it takes as much, if not more, faith yeah. to believe that two particles collided, creating right. this <clears throat> chain of events that turned into the complex world that we live in, Yeah, as it is to say God created it. Yes, and it's interesting talking to people uh, before I used to work in education, so teachers and, you know, science teachers and all of, along all of those lines, talking to them about creation. And they couldn't, they, they could not believe that, that God created the way that the Bible says. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then I finally said to the one coworker, I just said, the Bible does tell us, how God created the world. But I said, sometimes in our limited mind, we don't understand what that means, what that looks like. I said, the bottom line is, is that God created. Yeah. He's like, yeah, okay, I can, I can give that. Yeah. I can yeah. buy that. You know, that makes more sense to me. Um, just in his scientific mind, you know, he's like, okay, I can, I can see that something created this. Yeah. How? I don't think yeah. we can agree on. And well, like, and oh, then science, la- science lands in the spot where that thing is chance. Yes, That's which a lot of scientists don't actually believe that. that <laughs> no, I, I mean, no, scientists that of, I have come in contact with. Most of them with. are not comfortable leaving it there. No, that's right. So here we have verse 1 and 2 that talks about the fool, but then we have a shift in verse 3. They have all fallen away. Together they have become corrupt. And mm. here it is. There is none who does good, not even one. So this includes everybody. It's not yeah. saying only the fools. It's not naming specific people. It's saying everybody, you and I. Because in God's view, yeah. we all need Jesus, right? Oh, we yeah. aren't good. We aren't perfect. No. We can't come into his presence because we have sin. We're no, not exactly. holy. That is only given to us through grace in Jesus Christ. Yeah. So the only way we can enter God's presence is through grace. So this is very true, right? There is none who does good. Yeah. Not even one. And then he goes on yeah. in verse 4 to say, Have those who work evil no knowledge, who eat up my people as they eat bread and do not call upon God, so here he's talking about fallen, sinful men. They do their evil. Do they not know? Like, what's going to happen to them? They're, they're preying on God's people, but they don't um, realize that God is already one, right? They're destroying God's people. Will we be left to be devoured, or will God intervene? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's like David saying, there's people here who don't call upon God, destroying God's people. Right? He, verse 5, he goes on to encourage Israel from Psalm 14. There they are in great terror, where there is no terror. For yep. God scatters the bones of him who encamps against you. You put them to shame, for God has rejected him. So in one verse, he's saying, okay, how long these guys are going to devour God's people? Yep. We are calling upon God. Is he going to leave us? No. Mm-hmm. So then in Psalm 14, it talks about how God destroys those who are against him. Yeah. So he's bringing that back to encourage them maybe, right? Like, even though this enemy has no reason to fear, God's going to give them great fear because mm-hmm. God will protect mm-hmm. his people. 
Why? Because God has the power to scatter the bones of those who are against him. Yep. God has rejected them because they attacked his people, they denied him, and so they in turn will be denied by God. Yeah. Sobering. The similarities. And this is why we wanted to do big sweeps through yeah. Through the Psalms, right? The, like, if you were just picking and choosing your, the Psalms to read, seeing or hearing the connection between, like, Psalm 53 and 14, mm-hmm. they're, they're almost the same. Right. Except for this little bit. Yeah. Right? That's right. But it's a big thing. Like, mm-hmm. the difference is huge. So, for sure. You know, this is, I mean, we'll step outside of the Psalm for a moment. Yeah. This is why you read systematically. Right. So that you actually discover these things where you realize like, no, there's a, there's a continual theme running through yeah. here that just keeps kind of popping to the surface. And eventually as you read through, your brain starts to, and you study through, your brain starts to realize, no, these are connected. Yeah. Like, these aren't just one-off things. There's, there's themes and, and things for us to learn. And here it is like, you know, the power, the authority of God that he yeah. has over the world of a people that don't want to look at him. Yeah. Right. And right. we see that both in these two Psalms. So no, absolutely. I, <laughs> the light bulb went off okay. and I was digging for Psalm 14. Yeah. And then you mentioned Psalm 14 and I'm like, well, I guess she got that light bulb. I'll just put my <laughs> Bible back over there. I got that light bulb. Yeah. I had a friend um, from work talk to me about, oh, I want to listen to your podcast, but I've just, you know, I'm, I'm struggling with depression and I've just spent so many times in the Psalms. I'm just tired of being on the down and outs. And, and I remember thinking... Yeah. The Psalms are so much more about yeah. the down and outs. Like if you don't see the victory, if you don't see the hope yep. in it, and maybe that's just not where she was well, no, at that point. Be, but, she hadn't reached that yet. But when you're depressed, what do you read? You read the laments. Yeah. Right? You, you read the despair Psalms. Yeah. You read where there's the depth. That and you forget to read the joy. The joy and the hope like that's there coming. there is a dawn coming, yeah, <laughs> right? right? And we have like, to look for that. Yes, it lasts for a night, but, the, you know, joy comes in the morning. And I think sometimes the night is just so long for some people that it's hard to remember that morning is coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So then we hit verse 6, and this is the longing, the cry for deliverance that we so often see David um, it, in the Psalms that we see David bring. Oh, that salvation for Israel would come out of Zion. Mm. When God restores the fortunes of his people, let Jacob rejoice. Let Israel be glad. So here we have the, the longing for deliverance for God's people. David knows that God will win, but God hasn't yet revealed that. God hasn't restored the fortunes of his people yet, yeah. but he will. And what will happen during that time? David's saying there will be joy, rejoicing. There will be joy for that, for mm. God. Uh, for God's people. And so he's saying, remember this. I have this longing. I know it's coming, but I'm longing for it. And I think sometimes it's hard for us to see through our situation to God's victory, right? But to keep our minds focused that he has the victory. So here David voices his longing for it, and that's totally okay. We can voice our longing for it to God. Of course we can. And I think David shows us this time and time again that God wants us to talk to him. Yeah wants us to rely on him and for that promise of victory, for deliverance, so that we can rejoice and anticipate Mm. and believe it and be joyful while we know that it's going to happen, even though it hasn't happened yet. So that's my encouragement to you this morning. I don't know what you're walking through. I don't know what your frustrations and what your um, struggles are. I don't know what your joys are. But in all of them, know that God has got you, that he's in control, and his victory is coming. Mm -hmm.
guys. So thanks for joining us for our conversation today. If you've enjoyed the podcast, you can always subscribe, leave a like or comment on our social streams, or even tell others about us. We appreciate any help in getting connected to people who are interested. As always, you can find us online at discipleship.ca and on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day. Hope you can join us next time. Until next time.